Welcome to Fictionary. I'm your host, Deetra, and I'm so glad that you're here and that you are you. Today, I am sipping on some blueberry chamomile tea. I am officially obsessed thanks to my sister. Um, she made me some a couple of weeks ago, and it is now my favorite tea. When she makes it, she usually uses uh, the blueberry chamomile tea and the green tea together. Do you guys say chamomile or chamomile? I don't know. I've been accused of saying things (laughs) a little (laughs) incorrectly or pretentiously. I say chamomile, (laughs) but I also hear chamomile. So either way, however you say it. I don't know. Let's look it up and see how you actually pronounce it. Just a sec. Okay, so I just pulled it up on Google. I'm going to hit play so you guys can hear how it should be pronounced. Chamomile. 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 And yes, I did it three times just so that there is no question if I am pronouncing it correctly. It is chamomile. Um, So I'm not pretentious. I just say things properly. And I would just like to clarify that nobody has accused me of saying that word incorrectly. However, I just know there were going to be detractors coming for me and trying to say that it's not chamomile, it's chamomile, but it's chamomile. Um, (laughs) Okay, I lost my train of thought because I just went on a whole tangent. But anyway, my sister, (laughs) she makes the blueberry chamomile tea and she puts a green tea bag in there with it. And I don't know, since it's later in the day for me, and if I have caffeine after 12 o'clock in the afternoon, I spend the rest of the day and the night tweaking and twerking like a toddler who just housed a pack of pixie sticks in a Mountain Dew. So it's hard pass for me on the green tea right now. And I'm just doing the um, caffeine-free version, just the blueberry chamomile tea. Um... It's soothes my weary soul. I don't know. There's just something about a nice cup of tea that makes me feel very bookish and just writerly. I don't know. It helps set the atmosphere. I just feel British as well when I drink tea. Um, <laughs> all right. Enough of my weirdness, guys. So what's new with you, pretty people? Um, over here, I am... Still slogging away on these dating apps. Um, I knew it wouldn't take long before it started to feel like work. And there you go. It is starting to feel like a job. Um, So, you know, guys, I'm going to be posting some more questions. Um, Give me some suggestions for meeting people IRL. uh, Because I honestly, I don't me and the apps were just it's uh, I don't know I've met some very nice people as I said I've had some good conversation but it just it always seems to hit a point of no return in the conversation um if you follow me on insta um I posted a question today uh well yesterday so it'll be up for the next 24 hours and I really 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 would like to hear um what y'all think because I know I can be pretty backwards sometimes, <laughs> and uh, so I want to hear what other people's opinions are on it. So the question is this, at what point in time 
is it considered to be ghosting when you're talking to someone? Um, I have recently been accused of ghosting and I have also recently felt like I was being ghosted. Um, now, it's, like I said, I'm ass backwards sometimes. I get that I was also accused of being like of ghosting. Um, but then I also am like, how dare he not respond to me? Like, but I get it. So I, I try not to like get too worked up over it. Because for me, you know, in my own defense, I will say that for me, it usually happens, you know, when life gets really busy. Um, Like this weekend, I was driving up to uh, North Carolina to go visit my friend and celebrate um, her son's baptism and then driving back. So it was like a 10 hour drive there and back. And it was a very quick trip, but it was the majority of the weekend. So anyways, you know, like think get busy. You don't have time to just be sitting on the apps. I'm can't be type messaging. Um, you have other stuff going on. It's hard to remember to go log on to the app. It's not like when you get a text message and I can just respond, Hey Siri, text, blah, blah, blah. And like do a text. I have to actually go into the app. So, and- <laughs> so what you guys just heard was my phone is like over here and apparently Siri decided I was speaking to them and, uh, you know, asked one sec. Oh my God, stop. I don't want to send a text. <laughs> I'm going to leave Still this. Working. Do you hear this? Do you hear this crap? Never. My phone never is this responsive. Something went wrong. Please try again. So I'm leaving this in here so you guys can see this is my life. This is the crap I deal with. But um, <laughs> I've totally lost my train of thought here. So anyway, as I was saying, it's just it's, you know, you have to remember to log into the apps and message the person. And it's not as easy as like text messaging. And then you don't always feel comfortable giving out your phone number. I like to message through the apps. There's a certain amount of safety that is there. Um when you're messaging through the apps that you don't have when, you know, you give out your phone number to somebody. Um, so I do like that, but it just, it feels so exhausting sometimes just the messaging back and forth and talking. And it's like, it, it's nice. Like you can have like a good vibe or be having authentic conversations with somebody, but at a certain point, like you it's hard to maintain that level of energy in a conversation through an app. Um, Anyway, I know I have not always been as consistent as I could be or should be. And it was a little bit disappointing. I had one guy block me recently because I think I wasn't being as responsive. But like I said, I've been a little bit busy. Um, And now I I don't know. You know, it is what it is. But I've also felt like somebody has been um, kind of ghosting me. So that is the question. All that being said, at what point in time is it considered to be ghosting when you're talking to somebody? So at what mark are you like, oh, this mother effer is ghosting me and you're ready to block them and just cut it off? Um, So help me out. 
Give me some answers. Go to Instagram. Submit your responses. Please help us this out. Um, I'll also be posting the question just about suggestions for meeting people IRL. Like, where can I go in the real world to meet people? All right. Um, now, I don't know if you guys know this about me, but there are these periods of time when all I want to do is watch some good trashy reality TV. And right now I happen to be in one of those periods. And so we're going to talk a little bit about the second season of Young Famous and African. It's a show on Netflix and I don't know. It just came at the right time for me. I did watch the first season some time ago, like when it first aired, and I was in a period where I just wanted to watch trashy reality TV. And again, the second season happens to coincide with a period of time for me where I want to watch trashy reality TV. Um, I will say I had really high hopes for this show. Um, It didn't live up to what I hoped or thought it would be, But it definitely fulfilled my quota for ridiculous reality show drama. Um, I'm not going to lie. When I saw that season two was out, I instantly changed my plans because I was like, I'm just going to like read today and write. And then I turned on the TV, which was a bad idea. And then I saw this was out and I was like, I'm going to watch this instead. (laughs) So I watched the whole season two today and I felt like, I don't know, felt like they were really trying to manufacture some drama where there was none, but there were a couple of really good um, fights that are worth a watch. So if I, my recommendation for you is if you watch this show, just look for the fight episodes. Um, There's this showdown between Annie and Swanky at the end of the season. So this like fight between them, like dragged on through the whole season. We never get to see them like actually like, there's like a couple of like tiffs or they come head to head, um, but they're both like super dramatic. So Annie is an actress, Swanky is like a clothing designer or um, he dresses the stars and uh, they're BFF and they have this huge blowout. But nobody knows what the blowout was about. It comes out that, I guess, Swanky overheard Annie in a phone conversation that she didn't know he was on the other end of the call. And she was talking trash about him. And so he, like, cut her out. And Annie had no idea that was why he was mad at her. So it was just, like, no communication happening. But she was mad at him for something. So anyway, it all comes to a head. Like, they bring all this drama to, like, every event, and everybody's like, oh my god, you guys need to make up, blah, blah, blah. And then finally, at the end of the season, we get the showdown between Annie and Swanky. And these are two of the most dramatic-ass people you will ever see. And uh, the group's, like, self-appointed peacemaker, Andile, who is also, like, kind of a trash guy. We're not even going to get, like... So he has two baby mamas and he's like torn between, I want, I'm so lonely. I want to be with someone. I think I love her. No, I love her. And then the other girl, Rosette, like hit one of his baby mamas like, I love you. But then Siba, his other baby mama, he's like, I love Siba. And then Siba's like, 
what do you want? And then Rosette is like, Andile, I want to be with you. Be with me, be with me. And then he gets his head all twisted. So he doesn't know what he wants. He's just playing games. And then he like goes to Siva and is like, we gotta be together. And it's ridiculous. Do you guys like my African accents, by the way? I'm pretty sure I'm gonna get roasted for this. <laughs> but the drama, the drama, it's so much drama. Um, so anyway, and delay. He's like, decides he's going to play Peacemaker because he's very immature. And uh, he decides he's going to be the Peacemaker for Annie and Swanky and um, brings them to this place for dinner. And this fight was amazing. It was like one of the best arguments I've ever seen on reality <laughs> Just the levels of rage and how they escalate and then de-escalate and then they're both like sobbing and the drama and they're like with their sunglasses on and it's just like next level like I kind of want to watch the fight again because it was just like hilarious and I fully understand why Andile decided that he needed to facilitate this uh he needed to broker the deal between uh, Annie and Swanky because he wanted to be the fly on the wall. And I would have loved to be the fly on the wall for that fight because it was all levels of greatness. Um, so another good fight was uh, between Zari. Um, she's from original cast and then a newcomer, Fantana, who's like, a, I guess, like a dance hall singer or something like that. But she's American and she lives there. Um, so Zari is diamond uh diamond platinum's a famous musician out there uh baby mama they have two kids together but they have like a weird relationship like a level of respect with each other and um so fantana enters the scene diamond is like ooh, fantana he tries to hook up with her they get a little something something going on and then diamond i don't know like she was just being kind of stanky she doesn't like zari and i think it's because obviously zari and diamond have a relationship because of their kids and she's like i think it makes her feel insecure and she's younger like she's like younger than both of them um and then also diamond is saying all this crap to her about his relationship with zari and like oh she's obsessed with me oh like she wants to control me. Like, I can't date anybody, blah, blah, blah. Like, he's saying a bunch of BS because none of it's true because he is the one that does that to her. But so Zari and Nadi and Fantana have like this brewing, this whole diamond situation. And then they're at this event for Nadia and get into a huge fight. And I know I'm telling you guys so much about this show that you probably give a rat's behind about, but it was just like this fight so Nadia she is I like her and like these two are going at it like huge cat fight like Fantana keeps calling Zari uh old and bitter and she's like I will drag you I will drag you I will beat you da, 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 da. you're old and bitter whatever I don't care what you gotta say blah 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 and Zari is just like you're a young slut you're a young slut okay that's fine that's fine and like they're just going at it and then Nadia's like stop she's like we are women and the one who you should be mad at is not each other it's diamond which is what I was saying the whole time I'm like he is playing both of you um it was the fight was crazy and they never wind up making up and Fantana just annoyed the crap out of me because she ran back to diamond and it's just like um 
it's all Zari, basically. Like she believes everything he's feeding her, even though there's a whole scene where people try to stage an intervention an, an intervention and make bring him to task. So it's Diamond, Zari, Fantana, and then Swanky and Kamaya. And you guys don't know who the hell these people are unless you watch the show. But anyway, so there's these two people trying to like stage an intervention and Diamond has nothing to say. Like when they point blank ask him, what have you been saying to Fantana that she feels like she can say these things to Sorry, he literally gets up and walks away and never answers the questions. So he's never held accountable. And then even though he left her hanging like that, Fantana is still like, so I'm like, he must be laying it down good. Like, I don't know. I don't know what he's doing, what he's got going on, but he's got real skinny legs. Okay. (laughs) Like, I don't see the appeal, but whatever. Also, there's this guy, Lewis. He's like 30. He's got some stuff going on, but Lewis, Lewis. If you are looking for someone to have your babies or give you eggs, come talk to me. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> it was hot. Um, yeah, so that is my Trashy TV uh, breakdown <laughs> for the day. I promise I won't do this that often, but like this show just had me cracking up today and I was dying. So I was like, I'm going to talk about it today on the podcast. So Moving on. In other news, I do have some exciting uh, news for you guys. I will be reporting from this year's Fan Expo Philadelphia again. Uh, We covered it last year and I am excited about the opportunity to go back this year, um, meet some more amazing uh, creatives, anime artists, writers, cosplayers and celebrities from our favorite shows and movies. Um, It's going to be an amazing time. Um, So you can check out the link in my show notes if you are interested in attending. I have the link to the Fan Expo Philadelphia. Um, You can still get tickets for it. And it's going to be from June 2nd through June 4th, which is my birthday weekend. And I will be getting all of the best interviews and sharing the experiences with you all. It's going to be so much fun. And I thought it would be kind of fun today um, to get you in the mood for the upcoming Fan Expo by revisiting and sharing some highlights from last year's event. So sit back, relax and enjoy. Hey, Fictionarians, we are headed into the convention. It's me and Shantae. Whoop, whoop. She's going to be acting as the photographer and videographer, so we want to say thank you so much. We're entering the elevator. Dun, dun, dun. I would just like to say that I'm the first official assistant of the Fictionary podcast, the award-winning podcast. We're walking around the convention right now. You can hear there are so many people. Everybody's waiting in line to meet these celebrities, uh, famous uh, voiceover artists. There's some actors. Ming-Na Wen is here. The line is insane. I would love to go talk to her, but I'm not waiting in that line. It's not going to happen today. So basically, he comes dressed as Wolverine to get asked. You saw him like He's like... <laughs> Cosplay too. Yeah, I got a whiff of that one. I told you. 
David Tennant is here, and I may have rethought my life and decided to stand in a 12-hour line, but I can't do it. I can't do it. But it's David Tennant! Time is wibbly-wobbly. I'm losing my mind right now. I'm having a fangirl moment. I'm just going to, like, stare awkwardly from here. Oh, my God, his hair is majestic. After about 10 seconds of debate, Shantae jumped in the line. And, of course, I followed because it's David Tennant for crying out loud. After refocusing ourselves, we headed out and interviewed some people that actually had something to do with Fictionary, i.e. writers. All right, I'm here with author Cami Garcia, author of Beautiful Creatures series and also many works uh, for DC Comics. And we're just going to ask her a couple of questions. Uh, thank you so much for your time. Like, you know, she's like a bookworm. Like, so, and then, like, I wrote, like, a lot of Seraphine. Like, because, you know, like... I love dark characters and killing people and setting stuff on fire. So there were certain characters that one of us might like normally take the lead on. But like when it came to the main characters, like both of us would write Ethan and Ridley and Link and uh, Lena. And then both of us love writing Macon. So we would just like take turns. But um, yeah, I mean, like I said, once we, especially once we wrote the first book, because then the characters really like take on a life of their own. Like they have their own distinct voices. So, you know, like even if we, either of us wrote something that didn't feel like organic to the character, it was pretty obvious and we would have to cut it or rework it. I'm here with Amy Chu. She is a comic and comic author. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that's what most people know me for. They know me for DC. They know me for Marvel. They know, uh, most people know me for either um, Poison Ivy. I, I wrote, oh, okay, so 2016 was my first book, and it was Poison Ivy. So um, uh, I've done 25 issues of Red Sonia, so Red Sonia fans know me for that. I've done X-Files. I've done, um, I'm currently working on, oh, I actually, sorry, I'm not supposed to talk about that. Never mind. Um, <laughs> they almost got the scoop, guys. Go ahead. Hi, Mr. Weathers. It's an honor to be able to speak with you. My dad's going to be jealous. I want to continue on the question that you were actually um, asking him. Um, you've had such a long and successful career, and you've played so many different characters and been in so many different films and television projects. Which character or story has impacted you most? You take one of my questions, ma'am. All right, all right, all right. Let me just sit down. You were looking at her cheat sheets, which What's impacted me the most? You know, I wish I could say there was one that has. They all, they all have something in them that, that impacts, you know? Um, I probably wouldn't have done them if they didn't. And a part of the, part of the job in a way is like, you know, this is a terrible analogy, but it's like being a coal miner, you know? Or a better analogy is a diamond miner. You know, you're looking for that really big, unbelievable diamond. Yeah, you'll find a lot of small ones along the way, but somehow you're trying to find that big one that's the big reveal about, quote unquote, as Monty Python says, the meaning of life, you know? And generally, you're not gonna find that, but I think in every artist's quest, I like to think of actors as artists, 
filmmakers as artists, you're, you're searching for that thing in these parts, in these roles, in the work that you do. And they, the searching is the thing that impacts you more than the finding. Because movies are a little different than doing a play. You know, a play you get to do basically the same play every night, maybe except one, and then on Sundays, maybe twice you do it. So you have this opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to find stuff in there. With a movie, I don't care what the shooting schedule is, let's say it's three months, you know, you don't repeat the scenes, you get it done and then you move on to another. So you're just constantly sort of trying to unearth stuff, but it's different in a way. And so you're impacted by the process more than you are the, the result, if that makes any sense. So would you say that the process or that searching for that diamond is what has led to the longevity of your career? Yes. That's that's the question of the day. Yes. Yes. Digging. Digging. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm an excavator. Okay. That's the new title. Forget actor. I'm an excavator. Thank you so much for your question. That was fantastic. Thank you. All right, my friends. I hope you enjoyed and are excited for the upcoming coverage for Fan Expo Philadelphia 2023. It is again the weekend of June 2nd through June 4th. Also important because it is my birthday weekend. All right. Shoot me a message if you are planning to attend. Maybe we can meet up, have a little party. All right. Um... Oh my God, that was so late, but whatever. Also, don't forget that starting in June, we will be kicking off our annual 100 Words for 100 Days Writing Challenge. I'll be sharing daily writing prompts on social media for you to follow along with. Um, the goal is to write a story with a minimum of 100 words using the word the action and the genre provided. I decided to make it like a little more flexible this year. Because it is very challenging to write a story in 100 words. But at minimum, your story should be 100 words. And we'll say at maximum, like 250 words. But, you know, if the if the prompts hit you and you just, like, start writing and can't stop and you just get, like, inspiration, then go for it. Um, we don't want to limit our creativity. Um, the goal, again, is to start writing more and build up our, uh, repertoire. Um, I will be sharing my stories with you as we go through the challenge. Um, and I also want to share some of your stories as well. So I'll be announcing ways that you can share your work and hopefully be featured on the show. Whoop, whoop. Um, so that's all that I have for you today, but we will be back next week with some new stories to share. And of course, you know, we like to talk story and tell story here at Fictionary. So I'll obviously be running my mouth some more for you guys. Until next time, keep on reading. <laughs>